0: This is High School Not So Much A Musical, a podcast that takes you on a ride through the peaks and valleys of a high school journey. Here are your presenters Nitin Jaladanki and Ayush Agarwal. Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of High School Not So Much A Musical. Today we are joined with Ms. Claude Larson who has been an educator with 25 years of experience teaching teenagers. She has multiple books that help out teenagers, parents, and teens build positive life habits. So Miss Larson, if you could give the viewers a quick introduction by yourself, that'd be great.
1: Sure, hi, and thank you guys for having me. Um, I, I just wanna say I'm super happy to be talking to uh, young adults who are still in high school who are the absolute perfect people that um, I wanna be talking to about my book because that's where I spent my 25 year career is uh, as a classroom educator, I taught science. And um, I just really love the energy of young people, which is why I made it into a career. Um, I uh, taught a lot of middle school. I taught some high school, um, mostly in the realm of science. I loved chemistry and physics. Those were really my favorites, which uh, I, didn't, I did not have a lot of students on board with that. Once they reached the physics and chemistry aspect of things, it got a little harder um, a little more abstract, I guess. And so, um, I had to really make the extra effort. And I think this is what I really liked about teaching was I had to make the extra effort to make connections, not only with my students, but for my students. Um, and that's what I'm doing with this book is making connections with young people. um, because, Although I've left formal education, I still teach workshops and I teach um, organizational groups um, that are either extracurricular or out of the formal school setting. I still do those workshops, Um, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's just a pleasure to be here and thanks for having me
0: okay thank you so much for the introduction um my one question is could you please describe more about your book the title of it and what exactly it covers
1: sure so um the power of choice the name of my book is the power of choice a teen's guide to finding personal success and the story behind it really was that um i was noticing that my students have fallen prey. I'm going to use that's pretty strong phrase, but fallen prey to the whole like social media scroll and the Instagram, you know, everything is less than a second of your attention as you scroll through your feed. And I, I saw that over time, this was really making an impact for them. And they were struggling to retain information and their attention spans were getting shorter and shorter. and it seemed like as hard as I was trying to get information across to them, the harder it became for them to retain it or understand it, or even focus long enough. And because I was, you know, I was watching this and it was frustrating for me and I could see that it was frustrating for them, um, I decided that uh, nobody's gonna learn physics or chemistry to pretty challenging topics, unless I could first get their attention and get them focused and work on the skills they needed in order to retain the information. So I started with little lessons. um, And I really, I mean, I thought about this. I went home frustrated and um, I, I went home and I said, what do they need to know if I'm going to be helping them learn? And, you know, they needed to understand, you know, what role effort plays because there are kids who will say, you know, oh, class, right. I would hear them say that, oh, I hate such and such a class. And then I'd say, well, how much effort are you putting in, in that class? And they'd be like, oh, none. I'm like, well, maybe the reason that is frustrating for you is because you haven't like checked your own level of effort. And maybe if you change that, you wouldn't dislike this class so much. Right. And kids, they don't, they don't think of it that way. They had such a short focus and attention span that they were, if it wasn't instantaneous, then um, they, you know, were struggling and then they weren't interested. So the book itself, uh, is 30 short chapters and when I say short um, they're like two or three pages each and um, maybe a page or a page and a half of reading but then the rest is like really introspective questions for you to ask yourself that help you clarify um, a lot of a lot of things for yourself that direct your life. and. Um, you uh, you guys know, as you get older, you want more independence, but with that independence comes a lot of responsibility. And so you have to be able to take on the responsibility before your parents or your teachers want to give you the independence. So this book is literally setting you up for clarifying things like, you know, what do you need to be thinking about? Um, What does excellence look like for you? And, you know, I would ask students that, like, what does excellence look like for you? And some kids, they'd say things like, excellence, you know, somebody who's excellent always listens when I'm speaking. Oh, so being heard is really important. Well, you should know that, right? Because some kids don't mind being the small fish in the big pond And they're not worried about their authentic voice being heard. They just want to, you know, keep to themselves. But some kids really have something to say, and they value that other people are going to listen to them. And it starts to help you clarify what's important to you. And then um, how you're going to make changes in either your behavior or your skill set. It might be up leveling your skills um and how you're going to make changes so that you're living your best life by what you define as excellent there's also things like you know um setting boundaries what are you willing to do to get what you want because some i mean all you have to do is watch the tv news and there are people out there who will do just about anything to get power to get influence to get on tv um And then there are other people who are gonna you know they clarify their values and their morals and they they make judgments on their behavior based on that okay i'm not going to behave in that manner because it's not in line with my principles and i think when you get to high school is a great time to really set those boundaries for yourself a lot of kids don't have boundaries they'll follow anybody and sometimes they'll follow them down a dark path that they really, you know, is not in their best interest. So um, oh my goodness, the topics go on and on. Things like how to deal with um, embarrassment, how to um, how to build your courage, right? Your courage muscle, um, how to solve problems, right? Because I have very, I have a very distinct way of Um, teach, like teaching, explicitly teaching how to solve problems. I have these two, like they're, they're simple. And once you know them, you can apply them to every life situation, whether that's academic, personal, family, um, you know, and when you get jobs, it it could be something that has to do with, um, you know, the job that you're in or, or dealing with a boss or a coworker. Um, you know, and also how um, how you know, how to use your time, how to invest your time. I don't say use your time. I don't like that phrase. Invest your time because we can all um, sit there and waste time doing things that um, don't move us forward in any particular direction. And that's fine. You know, you want to chill out, watch a movie, watch your favorite series. Um, but, If you know, okay, I've set a time limit on this and I'm going to, you know, spend the next 30 minutes or the next hour, like doing this thing that is purely for relaxation and entertainment. Great. I highly recommend it. But then there's the, uh, the flip side of that, where it's like, what, how did 10 hours go by? I've done absolutely nothing. I've not gotten off this couch and, um. Or even out of bed, I know, because now you know people are streaming on their laptops. Um, you know, how do how do you you how do you invest your time? Who do you invest your time with? Because we all know how much uh, friends, our friends' circle influences not only our behavior, our thought process, our values. And as soon as you set clear boundaries and you realize that there are certain people perhaps in your classes, um, and sometimes even in your social circle that aren't in in alignment with what you value. You start to look to broaden your circle. And sometimes um, this is a hard lesson for the young to, um, to take in. But sometimes you got to sort of jettison some of those people that are keeping you from moving forward.
0: Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for that. Like um, for the listeners, there'll be a link to the Amazon link for her book where you can check it out, you know, just off of that, like short, um, like brief, brief introduction of that book. It seems really interesting. And I really like the idea of having like these, these short um, chapters, because I feel like when the chapters are short, you can sort of like, you don't have to read the book from start to finish. You can sort of like, you know, read the table of contents and find one that you find, or find one that you find interesting. And then you can just read that. Like you can read it out of order in whichever way would benefit you the most. Um, But one of the questions I have for you is that like, like, I'm not, I'm not sure when you left, like, the teaching industry, but, like, the reason you wrote this book was, like, you know, your students, their their retention rate wasn't that high. Um, they were, like, getting distracted a lot. They weren't remembering the materials, looking um, up, or to, to the finest extent. So, like, you wrote this book. But do you think those problems that you mentioned earlier um, have gotten worse, like, especially during COVID-19, um, where we've all been quarantined and, like, online school work? like students would be looking at their computers for like 16 hours a day
1: yeah um I was I retired left formal education um in the summer of 2019 and I actually was um teaching in South Africa uh in an organization there that helps advance kids who have some really uh, difficult circumstances that they live in. And I got home about a week or so before the big shutdown. Uh, so I was spared what you guys all had to endure as far as sitting in front of a computer and Google classroom and zoom, and it seemed crazy to me. And when I got back, I was teaching a workshop online. And I was staring into the abyss of, you know, gray squares with people's initials and or first name in a box. And it it was speaking into a vacuum, like teaching into a black hole. And I don't know how you guys did that for so long. I don't know how students did that because after I would do the workshop, maybe after an hour and a half you know, everybody would take a break and I would just like lay down for 10 minutes and say, I am so tapped out right now because I feel there's no give and take. In the classroom, There's uh, you're speaking with your classmates, you're speaking with your teacher, there's interaction, there's the energy, everybody brings a certain energy into the room and the whole mix and interaction of that energy it keeps students going but it also keeps teachers going so we we're reading the room the whole time and you know by the look on that person's face are they getting it yes they've got it this the look on that person's face you know they're definitely not getting it i need to either restate this or give them more attention or review it or whatever and i can't imagine staring at a bunch of black boxes if you know, as a teacher, how, one, how would you know who's getting it, who isn't, who needs help? And there was just no energetic exchange. So it had to be exhausting. I also know from, um, you know, my my friends and colleagues, I mean, there were students who never got out of bed to go to school. So they're in their pajamas. um, You know, they lost a lot of social contact but also just like the habits right getting up out of bed getting yourself together getting organized getting your materials being on time being responsible for being in a certain place at a certain time with certain materials their organizational skills went way down and um I want to say you guys doing this podcast were probably the exception not the rule because if you are organized enough to be on the platforms that you're on having the conversations that you are having with people you found a way to get through this but there were a lot of kids who fell through that crack and what I've been doing since then is um some of them were struggling so much that they dropped out of high school and there's um a uh, non nonprofit organization in my county, and I was teaching workshops for those students, just to help them build their skills. Like, okay, and I would show up live. We were all masked, and we were all, you know, however many feet apart you needed to be because that kept changing. But um, just, and and a lot of them just said, "I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it." And they needed the interaction. They needed to get out of bed and be someplace else. Either their home was not conducive to a good learning environment, or they didn't have any accountability. Maybe both their parents were working, nobody was checking on them. or you know, they didn't feel, even though the teacher is up on the screen and you're in presentation mode or whatever, they didn't feel that um, the interaction that they needed to, and the connection that they needed to of the classroom in order to be successful. So, you know, we I've been building skills with them that way. We have another cohort um, coming up that I'll be working with. Um, but I think this whole, and that and the uncertainty, I think that was really big for some kids, uh, especially if, you know, if you have some challenging home circumstances, okay, I know I'm gonna get up, I'm gonna get dressed, I'm gonna go to school. I'm gonna, you know, see people I like. I'm going to be asked to do things. I'm go- there's a certain amount of structure and things that I expect to happen. And then when the uncertainty of are we in school, are we online, is this a day where, um, you know, there's blended learning? I mean, there were so I feel like they were just making up words to. Um, you know just <laughs> to try to explain what they were trying to do but there were times when kids were just working and a teacher was available so it was almost like you were in college where there's a professor with office hours and you can go see them if you need to but otherwise you're expected to just be doing your work your homework your your reading and taking care of your responsibilities so uh i i have heard from my colleagues that that uh, those skills, those, those accountability skills, responsibility, even boundaries, like they were greatly diminished. And when, uh, in-person classes started back, they found that the kids were, and th- I mean, these are their words, right? I was experiencing this live with a cohort of kids who had dropped out and who were then trying to get their GED so they could still graduate. Um, Their words were like, they're so needy because they were starved. They were starved of attention and connection. They were starved of their life habits that, you know, it all just spiraled because, you know, some kids were were working hard and trying to pay as much attention as they could. It's really easy to be distracted. And some kids, you know, had their had their computer on so that their name appeared but they were actually you know playing a video game in the background um and they weren't paying any attention whatsoever so that's i mean that's the kind of stuff that's not going to happen when you're all in a classroom together and it's it takes a highly disciplined person to um maintain that attention especially for was over a year, I feel like right a year. And well, now I know we're reaching the almost two year mark. But I think most schools are now back in session this year as far as in person, whether you're masked or unmasked. I know that depends on what state you live in or what region of the world you live in.
0: Thank you, Miss Larson for your insightful thoughts in this first part of the three part series with you to our listeners, be sure to stay tuned for future episodes and see you next time. Thank you, everyone. High School Not So Much A Musical is hosted by Ayush Agarwal and Nitin Dunki. Narration by Samhit Padala. Music from Louis Luang Relaxation Cafe, Tune Pocket, and Infraction. If you like the show, please recommend it to your friends and family. Thank you for listening and see you next time.